Welcome or welcome back to Smutty Sundays. Can we even say Smutty Sundays? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's in reference to something that I don't know if you guys know about yet. So I'm going to not be super cynical about it. But <laughs> um, welcome or welcome back. We reviewed an Omegaverse book this week. And I'm really excited about it because you asked me if I liked Omegaverse. But I don't think I've actually read... A, like Omega Verse book now that I have read into this one. They're one of my favorites. They're one of my favorites for sure. Even in the ones that aren't Reverse Harem, even if it's just, you know, MF, there's something about Omega Verse, Faded Mates, biologically drawn together. Yes. There's just something about it. I really like this. This was Fleeing Fate by Sabrina Day. And I really, really think, one, um, before I get into anything else, I think this is our first book that has a black female heroine. Yes, is that I, true, I do believe I it is. Yeah, I do believe this is the first one that we've re we have reviewed with a black female main character. And what's even better is that Sabrina Day based off of the information in her author page on Amazon and based off of her photo, is also a black woman. So this is, I I want to say, this is our first um, very diverse read, and I'm really excited, and I hope this, like, sets the tone for the new year. Yes, more diverse reads in 2023. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, I love getting to read more diverse characters whether that be sexuality or whether that be race um it's i feel like it's really exciting that we're branching out here yes and one thing that i think connected with us uh or at least connected with me because as soon as you said hey i think you're gonna love this i read the first chapter and i have a quote pulled from it and i know we normally don't do quotes this early but i just wanted to pull one I bet second. we have the same note. Is it? It's in like the very first chapter, page um, ten. Yeah, I think so. But basically, um, the setup for this is that omegas, alphas, betas, everyone has been put into a category, and some kind of event has happened where it makes this change mm -hmm. happen kind of apocalyptic and there is this small religious group uh and it's just a family out on a farm and they are for lack of a better term kind of not so um at least the father is yeah um, the father is absolutely crackhead crazy religious yes. nut job um He's like fire and hell blazes. I actually didn't have the note that I thought I did for it. Um, but I have one. Yeah, you go. You go ahead. I think I know what you what you're gonna okay. say. So the father is speaking, and I let me go back to the page. So yeah, so the father is speaking, and he is speaking to the female main character, the daughter. And he said, your mother's a bad influence. I don't need her sin rubbing off on you. I want you to remember what this feels like just in case you get it in your head to run off. He followed this explanation with collars around our necks, the prongs lining the inside of the leather band digging into our throats. 
There's a war going on out there, a holy battle. You two are some of God's holiest crusaders, or, he spat on the ground between our heads, you will be so long as you follow my teachings to stay pure and separate from this world. If that's not enough to remind you of what's at stake, this will. Feel this pain. Let the fire of my judgment baptize and cleanse you. Wherever, Whenever you stray, I will be there, a father lifting you up as God intended. In an instant, the pain was back. Fire licked up one side and down another. No part of me was spared. So the father had them touch. Yeah, so he had them touch an electric fence to show them, like, you are trapped. Um, this was like a, a flashback to a memory of her as a child. And then after he had them touch the fence, he put shock collars on them. And we later find out um, towards towards the end of the book that these are military grade shock collars used on like dangerous prisoners in the prison system. So these are not like, you know, not that dog shock collars are, are weak by any stretch of the imagination, but these are Beefy. are meant to, yeah. They're impossible to get off. They're very thick leather bands, um, and they are very strong um, electric signals, I guess is the word, meant to bring a dangerous grown man to the ground and immobilize them. Um, and these kids, Ava and Shay, are the two kids... And Ava and Shay are very, very underfed. They're constantly having food taken away from them as punishment or being locked mm-hmm. in a box. Um, the book opens with them burying their mother. Like, bro, that was one of the most powerful, like, opens yes. to a book that I was like, there's going to be sex in this. There's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's going to be, yeah. like, this is going to turn so. Um, I wouldn't say lighthearted. This is definitely mm-hmm. like teetering on the darker side, I feel mm-hmm. like, of romance, but maybe not as dark as say something like King of Flesh and Bone and like it's yeah. not like it has crazy some very dark. dark elements for yes. sure. It has some very dark elements, but it also has, has some very lighthearted elements as well, especially from Um, one of the main male characters, his name is Aiden. It seems like he is like, not the jokester of the bunch, but like the mischievous troublemaker who is also trying to like lighten everyone's, you know, spirits with his sassy lines. Before we get into... Um, some more of the lightheartedness. I want to say that the writing of this is five out of five, and I want to show an oh. example of it. And it's on yes. page nine, and it's uh, right after Ava has buried her mom, and she's coming back inside. Uh, and she says, "The ghost of our last moments together press in from all sides. Everything is where we left it." Not a thing changed between sunset and sunrise. The remains of last night's dinner are still on the table. Mom's fork set across her plate, waiting for her, for her to clear it away. I want to go back to this meal. Even if it was mostly silent, each of us locked inside our own heads, waiting for permission to go to bed. Together but apart. The only way we know how to be. And like, 
oh my god that says so much about their family dynamic and about so much that like it's not exposition-y but it tells you exactly what situation you are walking into Mm -hmm. maybe not you know everything you're walking into as far as like the abuse Mm -hmm. and things like that but it tells you so vibe yes Mm -hmm. i just i really loved her writing and it absolutely kills me (laughs) that the next book isn't out until like april i got to the end of this one i got to the end of this one and i was like oh my god i can't wait yeah because it's got a major cliffhanger i will say that to those of you who are listening Hold on to your seats because you are going to get plot twist after plot twist after plot twist, and you're not gonna fucking guess them. I like I don't mean to like brag or sound conceited, but I generally can guess plot twists a mile away. <laughs> Everything in this book, like the second I thought I knew what was going on, I got my ass handed to me. I was completely wrong. Um, there there are so many plot twists. I will say I had major fuzzy brain this week. So I don't know if it was uh if it was me, but I I definitely couldn't see where the book was going. Um yeah, there are some tropes like um yeah. there's like it's a reverse harem. I don't know if we've said that yet, but there are several guys, Gabe, Mal, Hayes and Aiden and I think it was just my fuzzy brain because I would forget who was talking and have to go back to the beginning Mm -hmm. of the chapter and be like which one is this um but Mm -hmm. I have to do that with reverse harems anyway so that would be my only yeah quote unquote complaint but I think that was my little fuzzy brain I think that they're definitely different enough but yeah I definitely feel like the characters were very distinctive in and of themselves um there were some points in time where I wasn't sure who was talking and would have to go back and use, like, other context clues. Like, yes. where someone was standing or, like, you know, something like that. Because uh, at one point, Ava doesn't know any of their names. And so you're just like, wait, who who was talking? Oh, it's the guy with the red hair. And then I would have to go back and be like, okay, which one's the one with the red hair? No, yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's Hayes. Hayes is the one with the red hair. I didn't realize um, they had a, one of them had a mohawk until yeah until and what's, what's crazy is like it's mentioned like yeah. what's crazy is that it's mentioned really early on and then you kind of just like forget about it oh and yeah. then it's mentioned again and you're like wait a second <laughs> i need to start making stick figure drawings of all of the characters <laughs> in reverse harems and like labeling them because yeah. i feel like that would help my brain <laughs> so so much and i that, yeah. Like you said, I just forget as soon as they say the description. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a second. There, I have to. This? Yeah, I have to make a lot of notes when I'm reading reverse harems because, like, their personalities and and their looks are always so different. But I forget like key details. So, like for instance, in in my original read through, um, I had highlighted. Um. Hold on, let me find it. It was it was a mention of they were talking about Hayes. Let me find it. Um they basically Aiden makes a joke about like how Hayes needs to um let his wolf out more um and maybe he'd stop lawyering everyone to death. And for some reason I had confused that with Gabe. 
I had thought Gabe was the lawyer and that Hayes was the sheriff. And then later on, we meet Gabe when he's pulling over Ava after she has miraculously escaped the three miles, three square mile radius of her, her commune. Um, and I was like, hold up a fucking second, ma'am. Yeah. Um, why is Gabe pulling you over? And then I had to go back and I was like, oh my God, no, they were talking about fucking Hayes. Hayes is the lawyer. Gabe is the, um, the sheriff of the town and Mal and Aiden run a construction company that they started after beginning to renovate their home. And they are all, I wouldn't say alpha holes, um, because Gabe's a beta, uh, mm-hmm. But Aiden, like, definitely teeters on that, I want to say, sometimes. Yes. And, like, yes. if you are wanting more feminist streets in 2023, um, this may be... <laughs> it's not... Like, I'm not saying that as in, like, a critique or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, the dynamic of o- Omegaverse uh, is not mm-hmm. something that I'm super familiar with. And sometimes mm-hmm. made me like be like, oh, I would never let anybody talk to me that way. <laughs> but at the same time, there are dynamics within this universe that one mm-hmm. Ava is very much a fan of, um, and mm-hmm. like is like, oh, my body's responding, and like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm responding, and everything like that. So it's not all in her control, but it's also not something that she doesn't want, and like it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit complicated so if your feminist brain is like my like red flags are going off uh with like omegaverse just know like there is kind of a dynamic that maybe not mm-hmm. is for you but right i i still enjoyed it very much because it's it's um in most omegaverses it's a biological drive that can't be ignored mm-hmm. um like your body reacts regardless of whether you are unsure of your relationship standing or if you have like just met this person your body knows like that they are an alpha and your body knows who you're meant to be with and there were there was one scene where she's reacting to um an alpha's presence against her will uh, where her body is reacting and her mind is screaming no. So um, if you want to skip that for those who that is a trigger, let me find that chapter. Um, sorry, it's going to take me a minute. So no, I'm you're trying to find keywords that's going to pull it up. It's pretty um, Isaiah. Is that the one that she's, yeah. that might be a keyword that you can search? Yeah. There is a there group. Go a pack that thinks that they can just go caveman um, because the town that they're in is an alpha controlled town. Um, Mm -hmm. Here you you go ahead and say where, where they can skip. So it's, it's in chapter 14 um, page 134 is where um, Isaiah's, crew grab her um she has just uh what's the word revealed is the word that they use in this book for when your designation shows itself um 
she revealed as an Omega, despite thinking for her entire life that she was just a human. And then after she met the shifter, she was like, oh, I'm just a beta. Um, she revealed as an Omega and the guys didn't know who she was. These, these Isaiah's crew. Um, and they assumed that she was an Omega from the benediction that had been brought before all of the alphas to see if they clicked with any of the clans. And like you said, they thought they could just go all caveman and steal an Omega away. And so she is very not okay with being with them. Um, but the whole time her body is reacting and there is a, it's very detailed in her internal thoughts of the situation as well as um, how her body is reacting and her internal thoughts about how her body is reacting. Um, so if that is a trigger for you, is, is non-con or anything similar to that, um, skip 134 through about 136 yeah skip basically just the the most of chapter 14 um because that will be triggering for you because it was semi-triggering yeah. for me yeah and she she is spoiler alert she doesn't get with them like they like she's mm -hmm. she's fine um from that she's rescued yeah she is rescued <laughs> um but immediately it does go into almost yes. sex after that so if that's triggering too, mm -hmm. just skip i think all of chapter 14 yeah so because she, i think it ends yeah. with her being sedated so chapter 14 ends with um isaiah essentially knocking out shay her brother who was trying to rescue her and then it opens up chapter 15 from hayes's point of view where he sees her being taken um and begins to get in a very violent <laughs> altercation with them um and it ends with um ava she's almost sent into like a heat from yeah. Hayes's presence and Hayes is sent into what they call a rut which is where he doesn't even have control over himself in that situation um his body is reacting to her presence her her body is reacting to his presence um and they don't really have any control over what their bodies are doing um he does end up getting pulled off of her by one of the other guys in his clan um before anything is done but she does uh land a claiming bite on Hayes in the middle of that it was nuts. That's <laughs> was crazy. Like, I was like, what is happening? And like, of course, like the really emotional triggering, like scene right before with a juxtaposition mm -hmm. of like, okay, I know this is like her faded mate. Like I know that mm -hmm. they're meant to be together, but like this is happening. So like mm -hmm. that could also be is... a little bit triggering, but I think yes. that like it was, it was really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because the first scene, you you hear a lot of her brain going no and her body going yes. And then her brain beating herself up about her body going yes. Um, and then in the following scene with Hayes, you get a lot of her brain and her body being on the same, you know, on the yeah. same page. Yes, 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 yes. However, she is full blown into her her Omega because she's not quite in a heat but essentially is in a heat. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very interesting, like you said, an interesting juxtaposition between between the two, but it could definitely be triggering for people to go from, yes, you know, to one to the other so quickly. I will say um, I love the fact that they brought up, because she's so malnourished, that she didn't mm-hmm. have her menstrual cycle, which can absolutely happen. Um, mm-hmm. So she didn't reveal because typically you Mm -hmm. reveal around they said like 16 or something yeah i think they said 14 or 16 yeah and she's 23 so she and so yeah is only revealing because there's all these alphas around and then she got some food in her yeah she got (laughs) a little bit of food in her and her period and her everything started after she just Mm -hmm. got off of and she has no idea about alphas and omegas and betas like literally Mm -hmm. the entire world knows about it and including her Mm -hmm. brother who kept it from her that he knew about it because his dad like threatened him uh that Mm -hmm. he would beat her if uh she knew about it yeah um because he suspected she might be an omega um ah mm-hmm. uh, but she she has had her whole world turned upside down and then is like all right now i'm uh, going to eat womanhood yes like, and she, so she bad. and because she has no idea about anything you know she's been raised in this commune out in the woods the only people she has ever met in her entire life at 23 years old is her mom her dad her brother and then on the night everything happens two strange men show up who are acquaintances of her father um to take her brother and she tries to cut the brake lines to their truck um and is caught and then they uh they suggest that she be thrown in with an alpha to see if she reveals um and her dad's like yeah sure go for it and Shay obviously um, reacts to that. Her brother loses his absolute fucking mind and shifts for the very first time and presents as an alpha. And uh, after that, they escape. And she has no idea about anything. She, oh, there was one note about um, that really just blew my mind. Hold on. To give an example of how um, sheltered she is. So they're in their truck, they're leaving, they're trying to find civilization, they are trying to find somewhere far, far away from their father just to get away with no idea about what they're doing or anything like that. She only knows how to drive this truck because her dad taught her how to drive it to get around their little commune and she only was able to use it a few times. Um, Another hour on the road is how long it takes me to realize this is a very different world than what I'm used to. Stretched before me is a river easily the width of the lake by our cabin, but that isn't what I have trouble comprehending. It's the bridge that spans from here to the other side of the river, glistening with metal and stone. I slow the car to a halt. Who could make something like this? I wonder out loud. This is nothing like the sad little bridges Shay and I made over the creeks at home. Mostly they would stand for a day or two before crumbling. 
my head hurts trying to think of how many people would be needed to build something like the structure before me. Homegirl doesn't even really know what a bridge is and has just been thrust into this world where obviously civilization, phones, bridges, huge cities. um, Burgers. Burgers. (laughs) She has no idea what a burger is. Those are my favorite scenes, honestly. (laughs) She can't read. Yes. Um, And so she's been thrust in this world. And as she's trying to figure things out with, you know, normal human everyday things like eating a fucking burger and ordering at a restaurant, reading a menu, she's learning about alphas and omegas. Um, And then Shay can't transform back into his human body and so after Gabe finds them after pulling them over because she was going like 110 in a 45 (laughs) (laughs) she can't read she doesn't know (laughs) (laughs) so Gabe pulls her over and is like basically what the fuck is going on and then he realizes that Shay is a shifter who can't turn back and he's like okay we're gonna go in that restaurant over here I'm gonna get you guys some food and we're gonna fucking talk and we're gonna figure out what, what the hell is going on and uh, so they go in and she's trying to figure out how to order food. And so he orders for her and gives her a burger and they talk a little bit about everything. And then after that, she's like, my brother, like, Gabe, Gabe implies that Gabe or that Shay can transform back. And she was under the impression that he was going to be stuck as a wolf forever. And so she is so excited. She's like, oh, my God, he can change back. We you know what do we do? How do we do it? You know, what can I do to get my brother back? And so he's like, okay, well, we'll take you back to, I'll take you back to my pack's house. Um, My alphas have helped young pups uh, learn to shift back and forth plenty of times before. They'll they'll have no problem teaching, you know, Shay. And I guess it had like slipped his mind or maybe he hadn't been told quite yet. Um, But they were having a giant meeting of the clans at the house that night and so her and Shay are brought back to a house filled with alphas I mean just floor to ceiling wall to wall alphas fucking everywhere Um, as well as the benediction which is the group of available omegas who are protected and treasured um, and taken care of until they find mates There was supposed to be a showing of the benediction to help them choose mates. And so that is what prompted her reveal. And she had no idea what it was. She, she had just learned that alphas and omegas existed. Um, and she starts like feeling that her skin is too tight and she's really hot and her clothes are uncomfortable. And she has like, she thinks she I think if I remember correctly she thinks she pees herself at one point yeah. because her she's like drenched in slick essentially <laughs> um and she's cramping really bad to the point where like she almost can't even walk and she has no idea what's going on she's like I'm coming down with the flu I'm sick I, I don't know what's going on and that's when they steal her essentially so she is just like out of her just mind no idea what's going on one thing we heat. haven't mentioned yet is the fact that it is revealed that once she kind of knows what an Omega is and mm-hmm. is putting the pieces together, realizes her mom was an Omega. Yes. And was stolen yes. from her alphas by her beta dad. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, her dad's this religious nut who thought that he could take an Omega 
and basically break her and make her not this mm-hmm. at what he called like raging slut, I think, um, yeah. or just this, you know, the slut revealed out of her when it was when there were alphas around. But she oh, still so much went. To the end. Oh my god! So he, um, he like pours water on her every month when she goes into heat. Mm-hmm. Um, Throws and, buckets of ice water at her as yeah. she's like clawing herself, clawing her clothes off, begging him, rubbing to, up against to stuff. Her. Yeah. So she kind of puts the pieces together that she's like, oh my god, this is what like she would take her clothes off mm-hmm. and and you know rub herself against stuff and that's her fits that's what her dad called it yeah. was her fits mm-hmm. um and she's like i don't want to be like that because it was seen as something that was dirty and wrong yeah. and awful and like i'm sure from the outside looking in like it would look weird and yeah painful <laughs> yeah because i know ava at one point mentions how like uncomfortable it made her seeing her mom like that because she had no explanation she doesn't know that it's you know a biological drive that her mom literally could not help she thought her mom was like like crazy uh not okay in the head yeah um because that's what her father made it seem like is that there was something wrong with her mother's brain that made her do that um and that it was like from her sin and it was like a curse from god for her to do that and that you know he was the only one who could save her by you know throwing the buckets of ice water on her and and denying her biological urges um and so ava has a lot of essentially purity culture trauma yep from that so once she reveals as an omega she has all and and she realizes that that's what was going on she has all of this guilt and and uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I can't even think of what the word I'm looking for is. <laughs> My brain just disappeared. She has a lot of like guilt and hangups about that because she's like on on one hand her body and her brain are telling her like you know follow these urges you know these men are safe and and they're gonna take care of you and. And all of this stuff feels so good and and everything's so nice, but then her brain is like, you're nasty and sinful and and terrible for for giving in to these urges. And so she's trying to fight them and, and fight the urges because she has been raised with this like shame surrounding it and that she thinks that there is something like terribly wrong with her for even feeling these things that she literally has no control over. Yeah. I think because of her biologics or biology. (laughs) I think that if you have religious trauma and you definitely want to say a big F you to it, this is a fantastic read. If you're curious Mm -hmm. about Omega verse, like I was, you should definitely get this one a go. I feel like it does a really good job, but I haven't read a lot of Omega verse, but as someone that doesn't read a lot of it, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the explanation of Mm -hmm. everything and the world building because it was great as an introductory i don't know if it was annoying Mm -hmm. if it if you have read a lot of omegaverse okay no uh no i this is probably hands down one of my favorite omegaverses um oh yay i i read them i wouldn't say like frequently um but they are are one of my favorite like uh, sub genres i guess you'd say um, and that's whether it's reverse harem or MF or anything like that. I just, I love how 
in Omega versus like the Omega versus is like or the Omegas are treated like queens. They are pampered, they are protected, they are cared for, they are, you know, hands and knees waited on by their big yes. strong alphas who were usually like cold and closed off and like assholes to everybody else. It's kind of like um grumpy sunshine, but like yes. on steroids. I I loved that. Also, nothing to do with the plot of the book. I want this book just purely for the cover. The cover yes. of this book. Oh my is god, gorgeous. beautiful artwork. Who did that? Beautiful. I need to know. Oh my gosh. Immediately. <laughs> I wonder, I know some authors will put it in their like um front matter. Cover art and design by Acacia of the Graphics District. She absolutely deserves she, more work, please. Oh my gosh. Yes. And uh, she had several rounds of editing done by multiple different people. Um, edited by Amy Marinville of Kraken Communications. Developmental edits by Caitlin Strat Stratton. Copy editing and proofreading by Alexa Thomas of The Fiction Fix. And then one beta reader, Kate P. of RTSOK Inc. Um, and you can tell. Um, I'm someone who likes to, like, highlight um, typos and, like, grammar mistakes. Just because, like, I notice them. And sometimes if there are enough, I will, like, message the author. Um, and I give them all, like, blue highlights. And so, like, I'll message the author and be like... Like, privately, I don't include these in my reviews ever. Um, I'll privately message and be like, hey, just to let you know, I did find, you know, these errors. And I, yeah, I don't have a single blue highlight in this book. Not one. I didn't find a single error in this entire 417-page book. Not a comma out of place. Hell yeah. I mean, I am awful with editing, so I <laughs> I normally don't notice anything like that, but I also didn't yeah. notice anything. <laughs> like, I, I just like I, it's like my brain notices them and then I, like, I can't like ignore it. And it's not like I ever like let it sway how I feel about a book unless it is yeah. like absolutely just, I mean, riddled. I mean, if like every other page has an error, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to put this book down. Yeah. Um, but I. Um, I never take typos into consideration when I talk about people's writing because anyone can make mistakes. Um, and if the writing itself is, is good, I feel like that speaks for itself. Um, but you can tell that this went through several rounds of editing and beta readers and, and different types of editing, like, um, like line editing and, and developmental editing you can tell there i couldn't find any plot hole i do want to say before we start wrapping this up and closing out um i know i said before that there are a lot of plot twists and bethany mentioned that re my review mentioned um a cliffy but i just want to say for those of you who are planning to read this there is nothing you can do to prepare yourselves for the cliffhanger ahead there, I don't think there is any amount of guessing, foreshadowing, or or anything. There is, I don't think any of you could potentially guess what happens in the last couple of chapters of this book. 
Uh, this is a cliffhanger of monumental proportions, in my opinion. Blew my freaking mind. There was a two-star review. I can't find any one-stars, really. Um, there is a two-star review that says, In the end, I wasn't impressed with the book. There were too many characters and there was too much confusion. It was pretty standard for reverse harems as to the amount of people, um, in my opinion. So I'll disagree with that. Due to the lack of development and pacing of the storyline, I wasn't particularly engaged. Um, in the transition from one scene to the next, so there, there were some awkward moments. Um, in the transition from one scene to the next, there were some awkward moments. Still, I was focused on the story's main plot and overlooked that. I can honestly say that the writing was fine and there were no grammatical errors. I just didn't feel that wow feeling while I was engaged in reading this book. This is the author's first published piece and I wish her every success in the future. Um, and I just... Uh, it just seems odd to give a book two stars because you felt there were too many characters um and you didn't like the pacing of the storyline i i personally i loved the pacing of the storyline different thought i already said that part um anything that deviated from the main storyline i felt was necessary to give the backstories to uh predominantly the male main characters so that we could learn more about them and about their personality and and what shaped them into who they are today to be what ava um needs in her life uh for instance gabriel's um past um really helped him be the safe place for her to crash when the others became a little overwhelming or life itself was overwhelming for her. Um, and I feel like anything that deviated from the main storyline was absolutely necessary for the development of the storyline. Um, so I'll, I'll disagree that um, there was a lack of development and pacing of the storyline because I feel like any, any offshoots were still very necessary. And then, <laughs> I was having I was having a hard time finding any any one stars, um, and here here is a five, yeah. So here here is a five star from Maria Maria, voracious book reader on Goodreads. I love that name. I don't know if she came up with that or if like I don't know if someone helped her figure it out, but it is really good. Um, she says, it's an incredible debut. I found it so hard to put this down. Sabrina Day weaved together a complex, interesting, dark, and seductive Omegaverse on her first attempt like it was nothing. I'm going to be diving into the sequel to this the moment it comes out. Honestly, I will probably pre-order, um, the one that comes out. It comes out April 6th of this year. Um, so a very long and short time away. <laughs> um... For a debut novel especially, I feel like this deserves so much more hype. Uh, I'm trying to like wreck it to as many people as I can in all of the book groups that we're both in because it, it was so good and I really did like the way that this um, reviewer said that she weaved it together because it really is like a beautiful tapestry. Um, like I was just saying before, like anything anything that was like a side plot um 
was weaved in, I feel like, so skillfully into the main storyline that for me at least, it didn't take me out of the book. I know sometimes authors will try and like slide in little snippets of backstory and it can feel like you're getting like yanked out of the present and thrown into the past and it's just very jarring. Um, But for me personally with this, I felt like it was weaved in very smoothly to where you learn their backstories and um, all of the necessary information about them uh, very easily and very smoothly in a way that you can slide right back into that main plot without feeling jarred. Part of this we've already covered, but it's by Miss Reset on uh, Amazon. Didn't finish. Don't I don't know how this book got so many good reviews. It definitely needs a good editor. The story concept was a good one, but the author just couldn't make the story flow seamlessly as it should have. The author missed opportunities to further expand the story and the characters. Way too much internal dialogue. No real explanations for what was happening to Eva, which her name is Ava, not Eva, were given. That should have been one of the first things the author did. I couldn't finish because the story became too ridiculous. Do better. One thing I really hate, because I will say some of the other one-star reviews have valid like complaints about, like, hey, I really don't like reading where Omegas, like, can be sedated with a purr and like it just seemed like this to me and this seemed a little non-con and then it didn't like it's okay that's those are kind of valid I will say there are trigger warnings if that's not something you want to read like there are very detailed trigger warnings for this book so please read them um and that's not like a read them and don't read it once like read them and don't read a run star review but also please read them regardless of whether or not you want to like you know, go and leave a review. Like, if you just want to read a book, please go read the trigger warnings. Um, but this review says that it needs a good editor. I really think that it was well edited, like we said. Also, the thing that stuck out to me was the too much internal dialogue. When you are doing a story, you're in the character's head. An internal conflict is the main driving factor. Things happening to the character, like, that's only, I want to say, like, 25% of the actual thing driving the story forward. Like, most of these things uh, happening to Ava are because Ava made a decision to go and leave her father. Ava made a decision to stay in the town. Um, because Shay wanted to stay. Ava had an out with the doctor and didn't take it. Like, Ava did have choice. Um, but we are taking, we are being taken through her head. Um, along with the Alphas, but mainly her. And I think that when you say too much internal dialogue, I mean, that's like all books, though. Is internal there conflict. Have, there have been times where, oh gosh, there was a book recently that I read. I, I can't remember the name of it, which I wouldn't name it anyway because I don't want to talk bad about authors. Um, but it was like you, oh my gosh, at one point there was over a chapter of her being around her guys and it was 100% internal monologue. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it I was, can see it, that it being easily, too much di- internal dialogue. It was like 20 pages 
of just internal monologue and like no talking to the guys and just stuff was happening and it was just her thoughts on it and I feel like there definitely can be a point where there is too much internal monologue where you're like god could you please just interact with the other characters for a brief moment please um but with this, with Fleeing Fate, I feel like Sabrina did a wonderful job of um, really balancing internal monologue versus her interactions with other characters. I feel like all of the internal monologue made sense in the context that it was placed. Because like Bethany yeah. said, this this book deals with a lot of internal struggles due to her religious upbringing by her wackadoo father um it i feel like it was necessary excuse me um i there wasn't a point in time at at any point in the book where i was like god could she just like shut up for one moment or like talk to somebody else or like can we get something going on here yeah there was always something happening it wasn't like she's just locked in a room with her thoughts which there are mm-hmm. books out there that are like that that I think can do that very well. So I feel like mm-hmm. I'm a little more forgiving when it comes to an internal dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like maybe the average reader. I, I definitely don't think that this like stretched out anything to the point where, like you said, you're feeling like you're screaming at the book saying, can something please happen? Yeah. Because there's things happening page after page after page after page mm-hmm. after page. Like there's not a, there's never going a point. Yeah, there's never a point where it's stagnant. There is there is always some plot being moved forward. And man, that... Oh my god, the ending. I'm not going to ruin it on here. Um, because Bethany was not able to finish this book. She's had a very hard week at no. work. Um, so she's got like 100 hard pages left to go. Hard week at work. Hard week emotionally. Y'all, uh, so, I guess y'all will know eventually. I can't say it right now, but y'all will know eventually what's going on. <laughs> uh, got some big moves going on, y'all. Big moves. So many, so many big moves everywhere all at once. <laughs> we got the giveaway just, coming up in like a week, by the way. Oh my gosh! Um, and by the time Katie's this is birthday, yes. Yeah, so by the time that this is up, um, the giveaway will probably be closed. But uh, keep your eye open for more. Share us with your friends. I'm not sure when we'll do the next giveaway. Like what kind of um, goal we're trying to hit before we do one. But I'm obnoxious about gifting people stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's one of my love languages. (laughs) So I'll probably be be pushing for us to have another giveaway soon. Um, But we we got some big moves going on. Um, So back to my, my point was that um, I'm not going to spoil it for you listeners who have not read this book yet, and I'm not going to spoil it for Bethany, um, but for anyone who has read it, or for anyone who uh, is listening to this later after they've read it, or this is for Bethany later when she's editing after I was she about to say, I'm going finish to finish the book. the book and then come back on here. I know it probably seems ridiculous for me to like, be like, go and read it, but like, <sighs> I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of the book and been like, Oh, somebody has to read this with me. Yes. Um, that like, was I will me, come like, back yeah. and tell my five-star review because I guarantee <laughs> you it's going to be five stars because this has been a fantastic, like, read so far. Um, I've just had a lot of shit going on. 
Um, but I'll come back and edit in my my thoughts. All I'm gonna say is a fox. A fox. Oh man. The bunker. <laughs> the fucking bunker, y'all. Bro, them last couple of them them last couple chapters. There is so much going on, and it is boom, 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 boom. But the fucking fox. I can't wait. The fucking Cliffy. The fucking Cliffy, y'all. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. But we love you guys. Enter the giveaway. Have a great week. Read Fling Fate. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.